Hello everyone, my name is Christian. Welcome back to TechPoint today. Our guest is Lars, the CEO of Dream Data. Hello. Hey Christian, great to be on the show. Pretty looking forward to it. <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh, please tell us what your company does. So yeah, I'm the CEO of Dream Data uh, and a co-founder of it. So we're three co-founders. So we basically help B2B marketers figure out what works and what doesn't. Um, mm -hmm. And we do that by collecting data about uh, marketing and sales processes and providing uh, analytics of it. Uh, I don't know, if, uh, I've started working in B2B for less than a year, so I'm super excited to, to learn more uh, from you. Uh, yeah. So please tell us what's the biggest problem that you solve? So how do you help B2B companies? You can say they, there's a bunch of business problems you can solve once you collect all that data. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, attribution is one of the major problems that people come to us for. So it's basically you spend a lot of money on advertising what became of that money or okay. you are successful, you feel in generating pipeline opportunities, but what's actually creating those opportunities. So those are typical problems we help solve. But you can say once you have collected data about the buying journey from across different systems, you can also solve a lot of other problems like really good lead scoring or really good churn prediction, um, better marketing automation. You can do a lot of things with that data. Mm -hmm. So how do you collect the data? Yeah, so you say we have two, like mostly we work off data people already have. So we help move data out of your CRM system, your marketing automation system, um, various advertising platforms you use. So it's basically okay. data that you already have access to, but it's stuck in different systems. Mm -hmm. um, and then... So let's the, say Google Drive, Notion, HubSpot, any, any of them, right? More like HubSpot, Sales, like okay. typical systems would be Salesforce, HubSpot, Marketo, um, and then like uh, Google Ads, Facebook Ads, LinkedIn Ads, um, G2, okay. for instance, like various platforms that are very mm -hmm. used, uh, like heavily used by B2B go-to-market teams, you can say. And then okay, okay. once you move that data, like the, the one thing that a lot of people are not creating is um, a nice set of tracking data. So it, most people use Google Analytics and that's a great product, except uh, <laughs> a lot of the data, like, uh, the data gets sort of locked up inside of Google Analytics. So if you want um, detailed data about like this user did that, uh, at least you have to be in a fairly expensive subscription for GA to get it. And very often you're also lacking a way of linking it to your, um, to sort of your CRM system. So you're lacking some kind of ID or something. So we also help with the tracking side of things. Sometimes people use nice products for it, like segment.com, or they could be using uh, Snowplow, Rotterstack, or there's a bunch of products that are nice, but mm -hmm. most often they actually don't. And then we have a solution for that as well. <laughs> okay. So, so your focus is B2B go to market, right? In a way. Totally. Yeah. Exclusively B2B. And it's, I think go to market is, is a very good way of, of phrasing it because it's more than marketing. Uh, it's more than just sales. It's like that whole process of taking the product to market, getting data around that. I saw that you offer different solutions for marketing, for sales. Uh, can you, can we talk about that? Yeah. I mean, I, I think our mainly our product works really well for marketing. And then you can say mm -hmm. it also works well for data people. So okay. sometimes we will help a data person 
but what we're helping that data person with is helping to market to us. So you can either like the typical solution if you're not buying our product is building this yourself. Um, and that okay. would then be a data person or some data people building this yourself, be building this themselves, basically setting up a data warehouse, setting up a way of moving the data, setting up some tracking and then working for a very long time to connect all the data. Um, mm -hmm. So sometimes we'll have data people basically taking our solution so that they can build stuff on top of it. But mostly they're helping marketers solve problems. And I would say like attribution is a fundamental problem that people solve with the data. Okay. Uh, so apart from HubSpot, Salesforce, G2, what are your other integrations? Uh, so there's a bunch. I would say like very important is something like segment because segment, mm -hmm. segment.com, which is say a customer data infrastructure, the, what we care the most about is the tracking part of it. I think that type mm -hmm. of product is really nice when we can integrate with that because then you have tracking data about what's going on on your website or maybe if you have product data that's relevant, you'll also have that. Um, and then apart from the ones you mentioned, uh, various other, uh, say, marketing automation platforms, Marketo is a very big one, Pardot is big, um, and then different advertising platforms, the biggest ones being Google, okay. LinkedIn. This is very much sort of B2B, so LinkedIn is a yeah. pretty much all <laughs> our customers. I, I would almost all our, like, all our customers use Google ads. Uh, a lot of them use uh, uh, LinkedIn ads. Uh, so those are major platforms we collect data from. Yeah, um, I saw that you offer a free plan. Yeah, let's let's talk about the, the, the pricing plans. How do how do you price? Yeah. Um, so you can say we're a young company. So we've been through a bunch of say iterations. We started mm -hmm. out with a product that was quite handheld. And when a product is very handheld, it's hard to offer a free version of the product or even free trials because every customer is a lot of work. Uh, now okay. we have a say a, a product where people can come in and self provision the product, so sign up, take the product and use it. And with that, we've been able to offer a free version of the product. Um, so right now the free version is <laughs> we're transitioning it. So the free version of the product is, uh, say a B2B version of Google analytics, you can consider it. So it's basically, okay. um, account based tracking on your website, being able to count of course, users, but also companies on your website, being able to see sort of, uh, how many are returning site, those things you typically do with Google and what are they doing on your website? And then there's a trial version of the full product where you then connect CRM data and, and other data sources with that tracking data. Um, and then, okay. yeah, so it's a free trial of that. And then that is then the paid product. Okay. So, uh, that's in a way the free trial. Yeah, exactly. The, the free so, so we are sort of, mm -hmm. we had a free product that was very limited in terms of how many people could like, or the size of company that could try it. Um, mm -hmm. and now we're coming out with a version that allows a larger company to use the free product and then they can trial the paid version of the product, um, as well. I understand. Can you share with us some successful use cases, some companies that, uh, used your uh, product and uh, we're happy with the solution. Yeah, I think like we have lots of happy customers. I would say, okay. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I mean, most mostly like successful use cases for us would be around one, uh, cutting your, your cost acquisition cost. So that's a very typical measure. So if you can use it to reduce either the money you spend on ads to acquire uh, leads or increase how many leads you get from, from your ad spend, um, that's mm -hmm. success for us. And then you can say whenever we, when, when we, we're super happy when customers also use the data directly. So they don't just take, say, our simple to like easy to use product, but they go one level deeper and integrate the data directly into some processes that they care really deeply about. Mm -hmm. Okay, makes sense. So um, do you have any competitors? What's your view on, on competition? I don't know, it seems uh, pretty new to me, so that's why, why I'm yeah, asking. <laughs> um, so, so I mean, it's, I think when you're in this um, uh, MarTech, go-to-market technology space, there is a lot of different solutions out there um, doing mm -hmm. a lot of things that sound quite similar. I would say for us, there is at one end of the spectrum, there is building this yourself. And then it's not really marketing technology we're competing with. And then it's more like uh, infrastructure products, like taking a data warehouse like Snowflake and maybe Fivetran as like something to move data segments. So you take a bunch of products mm -hmm. and you build something yourself and then also a team of, uh, you need a data data team. So that's <laughs> one end. So yeah. in that sense, a lot of our competition yeah. is sort of built versus buy. And then at the other end of the spectrum, like what we would typically be replacing is Google Analytics plus some spreadsheets <laughs> plus maybe some uh, yeah. <laughs> student workers taking data out of, uh, of systems. So that's, that's also why we're doing this focus more on, on seeing if we can deliver a strong product that can solve some of the things that people are trying to solve with Google Analytics, like when they use that. You said you're a pretty young company. When did you start the, the company? So we founded in, in 2018. So we've, yeah, we're four years old today. Um, yeah. And how did you come up with the idea? So I think our, our founding story is similar to a lot of other SaaS founding stories. We had, we were working at another SaaS company, a company called Trustpilot in Copenhagen. And basically we had a complicated go-to-market, not un uncommon for a B2B company. So we had a complicated <laughs> go-to-market. Uh, we were using a lot of different products in that go-to-market and they were all generating data. So we had lots of data. We were actually oh, also very good at yeah. it. We moved all that data into data warehouse, but that didn't sort of magically connect it all into a sort of a beautiful data model where we could ask these types of questions from. So that didn't, and we, we looked for products that could do that for us. Uh, we were especially interested in figuring out this sort of attribution problem, like where did the revenue actually come from? Um, and when we couldn't find a product, then we built, you know, an internal solution and at one point decided, okay, this is actually it's, you know, we felt that we were like every company, you feel you're very special, but there are also certain parts of yes. what you do that's maybe not that special. And the trust pilot, the go-to-market wasn't that special. It was, you know, salespeople, marketing, there was also some product like growth. So it was complicated, but it wasn't very different from what other companies are doing. Um, so, and the systems we use were very standard. So we were using Salesforce, we were using HubSpot, we were using segment that I talked about. Um, why okay. wasn't there a solution for this? 
Um, so that's how we got started. I understand. And also because it was a huge yeah. pain to go through that internal project of integrating all the data. It took a long time and it was, <laughs> you had to put some very smart people to work at it because yeah, it's, it's not a trivial problem. Uh, and they need to work on it, focus for a long time to solve it. And we will prefer having those people working on the product or, uh, things that were special to our business yeah. instead of this. So that's how we got started. And uh, your other co-founders also worked at Trustpilot? Uh, so we were two people working at Trustpilot. And then actually Stefan joined a little bit later when we were like, we, mm -hmm. you can say when we stopped the Trustpilot, what we did was we had this idea, okay, we're going to try to build a company around this. So we built, say, a duct tape prototype and some presentations. And then we went around pitching that to different people. We're from Copenhagen, so the Copenhagen ecosystem, people we knew if we got get introductions to. And one of them was Stefan, who is a beauty yeah. marketer. Uh, so he's very much sort of, the, <laughs> he very much represents the type of person we're selling a lot to at the moment. And he was suffering from this. Mm -hmm. He had, he had built up, he, that, that was another startup. So he had been building up sort of marketing spent over time. And initially when you're spending maybe 10,000 euros a month, you have a fairly good idea about what's actually working and what's not, because you're only doing a couple of things. But when you then 10 X that, and you add in a lot of things, then it becomes very opaque, like understanding what is the impact, what does spending now mean? When does it actually create revenue? Uh, if you want to sort of understand the impact yeah. on the funnel and he was suffering from this. And then instead of, instead of becoming a customer, he became a co-founder. So that's how he, he joined. <laughs> and then from there on, we started very, very say, nice. going from a duct tape prototype to more and more real product. Uh, like also I explained, like initially, you know, doing a free product is impossible because it's all duct tape and people, but gradually as you figure out what is it that we actually want the product to be there and you start yes. narrowing, you can say the product into something, then you can start offering it, uh, <laughs> for free or free trials, more of a product led product led very nice study yeah. and the yeah <laughs> and have you raised yeah. any funds so we raised uh money twice so we did sort of quite mm -hmm. uh, soon after founding we raised uh a pre-seed round to enable us to have a team to build sort of an initial product and then once we had established sort of okay we can actually sell this product then we raised a bit more money as a seed round in 2020 to start building up like a, a go to market, mm -hmm. um, motion that we felt was scalable. And that's pretty much what we've been doing for the last couple of years. Super. And how big so is your team? 30 people in uh, Copenhagen. Um, yeah, it's a nice size team. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. <laughs> um, what, what do you think was your biggest challenge at the company? The biggest challenge, I can say maybe one of the things that I think the biggest challenge for us was probably learning how to, to, to do sales in B2B because we came from product tech mm -hmm. and, and marketing positions. So learning ah, that, okay. I think that has been a yeah. big challenge for us. Uh, I think we've done super well, but it was definitely something that was challenging in like figuring out how do you actually do that? How do you go from being the people who designed and built the product to getting somebody else to sell this product uh, and be successful with it. 
So that process, I think, has been, I wouldn't say <laughs> challenging in a negative way, but it has been a challenge and something that's also been like extremely satisfying to succeed with. Yeah. I understand. I understand. Uh, and I wanted to ask uh, your backstory, but you already told us yeah. uh, about Trustpilot. So, yeah, <laughs> please tell us more uh, behind that. How did you start uh, your career? career let's say. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, I, yeah. I came originally from sort of the, let's say, the first Internet boom. I was working in Internet consulting in the early 2000s. So in, we did uh, UX mm -hmm. consulting and then I drifted from the UX into product management, uh, I'd say like the difference between UX, at least at that time, and product management was pretty close. And then at Trustpilot, I, I ran, like initially it was a product manager, and then I uh, ran sort of the whole product team there. So that's the background uh, for, for, for my personal background into the founding a company. And I'd say from product person to founder, it's not that different. Of course, you have way more skin in the game when you're a founder, okay. but it is a lot of the same considerations yeah. you should have as a product manager. You should be thinking about the sort of the whole business and uh, the revenue and like you like whatever you're building as a product manager should work as a business, right? Yeah, I read in an article that a product manager is kind of kind of like a founder or an entrepreneur. It's the most uh, the, the closest job yeah. to, to being an entrepreneur. So yeah, I was curious about yeah. the transition. <laughs> so there is a lot of similarities and, and you can the, apply a lot of the same methodologies that if, you know, if you're a successful product manager and you're doing like, uh, you're being close to the customer, you're concerned about the business side of what you're doing, then the, the challenge if you're a founder is often that you have to do a lot more of, of the actual work, right? Even if we, so I'm, we're three people yeah. founding the company. So, you know, there are more people to work on, on everything, right? But still you are, <laughs> yeah. you have to do like, you know, if there's a legal, if you're selling to someone and you have to do a contract, which hopefully you have, well, there's, you don't have a legal counsel. You can just ask, right? You have to work it out yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What advice would you give to a first time founder? Uh, yeah, I think one thing that we maybe what I would have liked somebody to advise me was uh, be more focused. I think focusing and also maybe if you can take focus to extremes, uh, it's very helpful. And sometimes, especially if you are in this sort of raising money and you're talking to venture capitalists, like if you like a venture capitalist wants to see a big market, but if you want to be successful with a product and you don't have a lot of people, you have to be very focused. So I think sort of not confusing those two things and like at one end being able, like knowing that there is a big market out there, but at the other end being extremely focused so you can do a very narrow okay. product. And I remember like somebody mm -hmm. said, uh, he was talking about another startup and he said, okay, yeah, so their uh, ideal customer profile is a B2B uh, company who doesn't have, that doesn't have a user interface. It's a, like a API person, API only. I mean, that's a very narrow uh, ICP, right? So if you can, the more you can narrow it down, yeah. the better your chances are of building a successful product that people really love. I think what you then have to promise yourself if yeah. you want to build a big company is that 
that that <laughs> tiny sort of raise of focus represents a very large uh, market that you can then grow into, right? <laughs> very interesting. I hadn't thought about this. <laughs> it's a great perspective. Thank you very much. I hope that somebody out there <laughs> and, can uh, use it because I, I one think last actually it would have helped us a lot yeah. if somebody had told yeah. us that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, one last question. What's My your favorite, favorite software? software at the moment? Um, yeah, I use uh, a product called High Touch a lot that I like a lot. Um, so it's a product that mm -hmm. we it's because we're a data. We have a lot of data. We use our own product generates a lot of data. And okay. sometimes you want to move that data back to other systems, uh, say, you know, you've maybe created a lead score or something, it doesn't really help you if it's not in the CRM system. So high touch is a product that helps you move data back to other systems. I think that's a super helpful product. If you, if you have a lot of useful data, then uh, using that to move there, I think that's, that's a product I really like and use a lot at the moment. <laughs> Another software that you use at, at your company, uh, your project management tool, email marketing, anything that you use and you like and you recommend use? to other people. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. I think if you we can are, share with us. no, <laughs> no pressure. I'm also trying to like. I think high touch is one because it's sort of not a uh, everybody using, but like on, on the CRM side, we're using HubSpot. We're quite happy with that. Uh, for our size, it's definitely a good choice. So we're using that for our CRM system. Um, using Intercom, not a. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people use Intercom, so it's not like we're first movers there. <laughs> Um, yeah. segment that I mentioned, we're <laughs> quite happy with that as a uh, tracking infrastructure. It's a nice product. Um, yeah, 